With the example of Father Capon, we are given a model of how to be hope to a hopeless world, to be light to a dark world, to be so filled with joy that people desire to be around us. There's an urgency in the world right now. I want to enter the mission territory. In fact, the Lord has called all of us into this battle for souls. He's not given anybody a pass on that. Welcome to the Foxhole. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Foxhole. My name is Jason Searle, and I'm the chairman of the Capens Men, a men's faith formation group whose mission is to accompany men on our journey to respond to the invitation of the Lord in our everyday lives. We follow the example of an extraordinary parish priest from Kansas who did the same in a simple daily life all the way through his heroic actions on the battlefields and in the prisoner of war camp in Korea, where he eventually died at the hands of his captors. Although ordered to safety during the Battle of Insan, his response to stay with and accompany his men resulted in him becoming the most highly decorated chaplain in the United States Army history. Foxhole's been honored to host guests who are making a difference in their communities, families, and their faith circles, and we explore how they, just like Father Capon, are doing the simple things in extraordinary ways. This week, we're honored to have Michelle Benzinger, who joins us from Pensacola, Florida, where she's the founder of the tremendously popular podcast, Abiding Together, with her great friends, Heather Kim and Sister Marion James. She also is the founder of the Greenhouse Collective, and somehow Michelle in here finds time to raise six amazing children. We're, we're humbled to hear her insights into her faith as she talks to Joe Ferris. Before we begin, please remember to check us out at capensmen.com and note that all of our faith formation series, uh, all the way back from the Virtue Series, the Stewardship Series, the Beatitudes, and finally our Pilgrimage Series are also available at capensmen.com and our partners at form.org. And please give us a like on Facebook and share this and our, all of our other previous podcasts that are available on capensmen.com. Uh, they're available on iTunes and Spotify. Please share those with your friends. And most importantly, please be sure to check out Abiding Together on iTunes uh, or, your, or your other podcast media. Share those with your families. They're a terrific listen, and they speak deeply about these tr- uh, amazing women's everyday journey with the Lord. One program note before we begin, our friend and brother Scott Carter, uh, he's stepping off into the sacrament of marriage this uh, weekend with the love of his life, Sarah. Uh, we wish Scott all the blessings uh, on their sacrament. Have a safe and, and wonderful wedding, uh, and know that our prayers are with Scott. He does amazing work on behalf of the Father Capon Guild and Capon's Men and helps in the cause of canonization for uh, Father Capon in ways that uh, many of us don't ever see. Uh, we're really thankful for all the work that Scott does. He's a terrific example in the faith. Uh, so I'm going to hand it over to Joe. He's going to lead us with a prayer. And it's an honor uh, to introduce Joe and Michelle. Good morning, and thanks for coming us into the foxhole. Joe? Thank you very much, Jason, and good morning, friends. I am fully aware that your time is your most valuable asset, and I'm always appreciative when people come and spend a few minutes here in the foxhole with us. So before we start, let's just take a second in this chaotic, loud, crazy, out-of-control, anxious world to just be silent with the Lord for just a second. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we just invite you into this conversation. We invite you to direct the conversation. We invite you, Lord, um, to just open our hearts up today to whatever you desire for us. 
Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, I am super excited that you're going to meet a good friend of mine today and maybe get some time to, to hear what the ministry she's doing and just to hear her heart. And, and I just want to clear up, though, something right off the bat because there has been a little bit of fake news out of the box here. I noticed on some of the marketing for this podcast that it said Joe Ferris is giddy about this guest. And I want to, I want to just let everybody know I have a feeling that Michelle is giddy about being a guest on our podcast. So that's first. Okay. However, I will tell you this about Michelle. I do respect her greatly and I respect the ministry that she's done. When my wife and I sold and gave away everything we had to go into missions, we wanted to train with and under um, incredible people that would teach us about how to live as missionaries in the world. And Michelle and her husband Chris are known all over the United States for the work they do in training missionaries and teaching people really to go deeper into the heart of, of the Lord, how to come, become better people. So I'm going to start with a hard-hitting question right out of the box with Michelle, because she knows I'm holding nothing back with her. The, the gossip when we were in the North Georgia mountains about Michelle Benzinger was that she was a huge college football fan. That's not really such a big surprise if you understand Georgia and that part of the country we're in. The bigger thing that I want to start with Michelle on is the story was that Nick Saban, Alabama football coach, had a house in the mountains of Georgia, and he would go to Mass, the place he went to Mass. And I remember the story. I always wanted to ask Michelle this. So I'm going to start here, Michelle. Was that Nick Saban sat next to Michelle at Mass on a Sunday, and Michelle refused to hold his hand during the Lord's Prayer. So, Michelle, (laughs) just start there. Tell us what your thoughts are on that. Okay, well, you have a little bit of misinformation, Joe Ferris, but, uh, yeah, good morning. No, actually, we were at Mass, and I was coming in a few minutes late because I was probably getting a kid's shoe on or something like that, and I came into the pew, and I was just, like, taking a deep breath because I'm like, ah, we're all finally in the pew, you know, six kids, here we go. And my husband leans over to me and goes, don't look behind you, but your boyfriend's sitting right behind you. And I gave him a look like, what are you talking about? And I turn around. And there was Nick Saban. And I'm a huge college football fan and a huge Auburn fan. And my heart started beating really, really quickly. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And my husband leaned over to me and goes, do not say War Eagle. Like, that is like Auburn's battle cry in the middle of the thing. So I did not hold his hand because I wasn't near him or do that in the Our Father. But the big question was, was I going to give him the sign of peace? You know, and of course, I gave him the sign of peace because that man has won a lot of national championships and I wanted to touch his hand. And actually, he and his wife were um, so kind. And so and they actually talked to our family and they were so great. So it kind of like um, totally convicted me of my prejudice against him. But, you know, whatever. And so all fair and love in college football. So that's the story to send it straight, Joe. <laughs> no, I, I'm always happy to hear it straight. I, I will tell you that. <laughs> Auburn had some good years we were up there. I want to say that was the year of the field goal when they when they yeah. the field goal and ran it. Yeah, yeah. Good days being yeah. Auburn fans. Well, I, I want to jump in with you, Michelle. Uh, this podcast really exists to challenge, and Jason did a great job at the beginning of this, just letting us know what we're here for, to challenge and inspire men through this model of Father Capon um, on accompaniment. And I'd love for you, because of the work you've done and because of the way you taught Ashley and I for sure, to just describe accompaniment from, from your perspective and maybe even share with us a couple places where accompaniment has been huge in your faith journey. Yeah, absolutely, yes. 
So first of all, thank you, Jason and Scott and Joe, for having me here. And I had never read anything about Father Capon until the last week. Amazing. Like, what an amazing story. I was totally captivated by his story. And really, I'm going to, like, put him in my ring of friends to pray for his intercession. But I think this whole thing of accompaniment and um, is so huge because we are made for communion. Like, we are made for communion with the Trinity and the Father, but we are made for communion with our neighbor. And, um, like, I think the deepest desire of our heart is communion for God, but it's also we are not meant to do life alone, you know. We are meant to do life in the context of community, and we're meant to do life together. Um, that is one of the biggest, like, desires of our own heart. And really thinking about this, like, really praying through these questions, thinking about this, and it's such a desire, and it's how we live our lives, Chris and I, my husband and I, and how we train the young adults and other people around us to live our life. And I think there's a couple of elements of just doing accompaniment together. You know, first of all, there takes, like, a vulnerability and a courage to do accompaniment with other people. Like, a vulnerability and a courage, one, a courage of yourself. Like, you have to, like Teresa Babel says, like, self-knowledge is, like, the beginning step of holiness. You have to really learn yourself and become a student of yourself. And you have to open yourself up to other people, you know, and that takes vulnerability and courage. Open up what's going on in your heart and in your mind and your struggles and your strengths and your weaknesses and all of that. And um, with that, also, you have to be able to build trust. Like, I think one of the big things to accompany another person and to have them accompany you is you have to build this element of trust that um, this is a safe place, this is a secure place, that you have each other's backs, you know. And with that vulnerability and trust, there comes an ability to almost like link arms and be in battle together and to be able to have that person speak truth into your life and to really see your blind spots and um, your weaknesses and all of that. I know, like, okay, practically, what does that look like? A couple of things. Um, for me... The people that I do life with and accompaniment, you know, with, I have to be able to tell them, like, what's going on in my heart and actually invite them to speak into that and speak into places that um, sometimes feel vulnerable, sometimes feel like, okay, I'd rather keep this stuff hidden, you know, and not say these kind of things. I'm not saying, like, this is confession. That's totally different than the second confession. But just saying, like, these are areas of weakness or struggle, and I need you to speak into this. You know, one of my really close friends that we do the podcast with, Sister Miriam, is a gem about doing this. Like, even this week, I just told her I was just battling a couple of things. And I just felt like the enemy was just, like, barraging my mind with lies, you know. And so she called, and we were talking, and she said, okay, you need to take a step back. What is truth here? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, let's just take a step back, and what is truth? And so we walked through the situation and she goes, okay, what's the truth in that situation? And I was like, I was able to take a step back and say, oh, okay, I'm totally believing a lie. This is what the truth is in that situation. And I think that's what, like, a beautiful thing about accompaniment is, is she already knew my story. And I think that's the big thing about accompaniment. You tell each other parts of your story, like your life and all this kind of stuff. And then they're also able to speak truth and fight for you and with you. And just journey. Like, I think accompaniment is just walking each other home to heaven. You know, that's my um, thing. I was thinking of it, though, Joe, for, like, Capen's man, men. Um, it was funny because we were in Pensacola. 
we have a Navy base in Pensacola, and then 30 minutes down the road, we have a big Air Force base. So we are surrounded, like, our military community is huge here, and we just love our military men. Um, we have a lot of young adult military men. And so I was talking to one of them that's actually Special Forces and that's trained down here about six months ago. And we were, I was asking him different things about his training. And he said one of the biggest things is to know his operation of men, his band of men that he's going on um, the special ops with. And he said, I need to know their strengths. But he said, better yet, he goes, I need to know their weaknesses. Because he said, if I know their weaknesses, then I can cover them when they're in battle. And I asked him, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I know there's one guy on my team. He said he hates enclosed spaces. So he said, we know that. And he could have hidden that from us. But instead, he told it to us, so we will never put him in an enclosed space when we're on a mission if we don't have to. So we know how to fight together, and we have each other's back, and we know we can cover his blind spots. And when he was saying that, I was like, darn, isn't that good? That's, isn't that what we need in the spiritual battle? You know, like, isn't that what we need? Someone to cover our blind spots, our weaknesses, and know that we have people right next to us to um, fight the good fight? Yeah, that's totally it. So that's, that's what my... Initial thoughts are an accompaniment, Joe. Well, Michelle, that's one of the things I like about you is your initial thoughts uh, are pretty deep, uh, and they're, they're like a bunch of little memes. I feel like we're going to have a bunch of uh, cool little quotes out of this. Let, let me say to you about that, because I think it's important that you see the, the perspective of the people listening, is there are Capens men's groups all over the United States, and I think there's even mm. out of the United States now places, where men are gathering together and sharing the story that you're talking about. So... Thank you for even affirming what we kind of have felt the Lord has put on our hearts uh, several years ago when this whole thing was was being born. I want to shift a little bit to this podcast that you did. I remember hearing about it early on, and it was, I think it was before podcasts were even cool, and thinking, why is Michelle so deeply interested in this? And it's really taken off. And I guess you're having hard conversations with women all over the world at this point, and, and I would wonder... Um, what would you say, because a lot of these men are leading groups around the country, um, what, what do you think these women would say to these men to be better husbands, better fathers? Um, how would they speak into us, and what are the things you're hearing that we need to do more of? Hmm. Well, that's a good question, and I think it is such a question for such a time as this. You know, I think there's a real uh, – it's interesting, Joe, that even the timing of this podcast, because – a couple of us have been praying and um, that we do life with some really amazing women that I do life with. And I feel like there has been a resurgence of women, you know, women really coming into their own and the feminine genius that John Paul II talks about. But I really, truly feel like this next wave uh, that is coming from the Holy Spirit will be a restoration of men, a really re restoration of masculine spirituality and just restoration of men you know because you can see where they're so under attack also and to come men to come into their truest form so i think what women would love to say um to other men their husbands and their sons and the people they do life with or college students is one i think you have to become a student of one another you really have to study one another you know men really have to study the women that are in their life you know and i think for men like one encouragement I could even just say, or exhortation I could even say is, become who you are called to be in your truest form. Like John Paul II, become who you are. Because I think men ask the question, do I have what it takes? You know, and I'm here to tell you, you have what it takes. 
because you're an image bearer and you're made in the image and likeness of God. And we, you have what it takes because, you know, your baptismal call, you're a priest and you're a prophet and you're a king. And I was really interesting. I was thinking about this. Good friends of Joe and I, Janine and Liz, they were about to do a uh, release of men's film, you know, about different men and men's spirituality. And Joe was a part of it. And my husband, Chris, is a part of it. But I remember Janine telling me something about the initial interviews. And she said, you want to know, she said, I, I couldn't find a common denominator between all the men's stories because men are so different and they look so different. Where women, there's usually more of a general theme. And she said, the only common denominator I could see is that a woman's voice impacted each man in their story, whether for good or for harm, you know. And as a woman here, being in a, a majority men's group podcast, you know, for me, like, I want to apologize for the ways that as women's voices have brought you harm. I am so sorry because there is power in a woman's words, whether it be your mother or your wife or any area that we have made you feel less than. And as a woman, like, I also want to just say, oh, my goodness, we need you. We need you in your strength and we need you in your weakness and all of the above. But I think one of the things that I can say to men is get in the battle, you know, you are at war and you can't stay on the sidelines. And we as women, like I always just get the picture of St. Joseph. Have you ever seen the pictures of St. Joseph where he covers Mary? You know, like he covers her standing behind her, like he covers her. And we need your strength, you know. We need your strength because if you're too gentle on the outside, you know, we're going to get conquered. Like if you're not there for us, we are going to get conquered. But if you're too violent, you know, like when you're covering us, it is going to make us, you know, shrink back. And like if you, I really feel like if men get out there and learn how to fight, you will um, win your beloved. Because if you fail at battle, you fail your beloved, you know. And just really, um, like I love that scene in Lord of the Rings when they're arguing. I think it's Aragorn and Gandalf with the other king. And he said, I will not um, bring war to my kingdom. And they said, war is already among you. Like, we are at war, you know. So to get in the battle, um, I think that's the biggest thing. And the second thing I would say is look for ways to be a student of the women in your life and look for ways to awaken their hearts, you know. Look for ways where you can, um, like, call their hearts out and do there's something. I think a lot of times women take care of all the details in life. And we go through the motions and part of us just withers, you know, because we're going through the motions. For look the ways to call out the beauty in your wife or in the women in your life and look for the ways to um, invite them into an adventure, like invite them on mission with you. You know, how are we going to be on mission together, honey? And start having those conversations. They can feel a little awkward at first, but once you start to have them, you it makes a shift where you feel like you're on mission together. And that you're not battling one another, you're linking arms with one another to bring the kingdom of God, you know, at hand. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can I can see all the men jumping off the call today and asking their wives uh, how they're going to go on an adventure together. That's kind of exciting if you think too much about that. Those kind of conversations that are going to be happening at breakfast this morning. Michelle, the new normal that we're all moving out of, I, mean, I know Florida's kind of moved quickly out of uh, quarantine and up here in Kentucky we're sort of slowly emerging with this idea of moving into adventure 
And with this idea of, uh, of men kind of coming alongside their families and, and even leading and, and from that place of strength, how would you give us advice of emerging from quarantine but not necessarily falling back to where we were? Because I also think quarantine, it didn't make things happen. It just revealed some issues. Um, that I oh. think we as families have struggled with. So how is your family going to emerge differently, and how would you kind of advise all of us to, to, to look into our lives a little bit? Oh, amen. Okay, another great question. When we first started quarantine, I think all of us were, I mean, it was a shock, but I think all of us like to just to have that holy pause where the world just stopped. I mean, when else have you had that time where the world just paused? And so one of the things that we did is really create, like, a rhythm of life in our house, like, what rhythms were we going to put in staples that we knew we were going to have in our day? Like a perfect one was my husband and I got up really, really early, like at 5:30 AM. I know that's super early and we live like 12 blocks from the water. So we walked to the water almost every morning, you know, and there was something about that walk that really calmed us. And, um, we did. And the other thing we implemented is we did family dinner almost every night of the week. We did family dinner, which for me, I do not like to cook and was really an act of sacrifice and love. But anyway, we won't go on to that. But we ended up doing just to gather our kids around the dinner table because before we were all at different sports practices and all that kind of stuff and we just didn't have. And those things really instilled like a sense of calm in us. And then for Chris and I, we really dove into scripture because we weren't able to go to mass and we really did a lot of Lexio. And so that was amazing it was really feasting on the word okay now that we are coming out of quarantine like we're all pretty much over this like you know like this confinement but i think it's really easy right now we've been really challenged in the last week or two is okay what like you asked you what is the new normal like so actually chris and i just had this conversation two nights ago okay we had these rhythms things are opening up like i said florida is really like you said florida's opening up really quickly so we already have conditioning for sports starting for our boys all right what are the staples that we need to go put back into our family life we don't want to lose what we have built and what we were reclaiming in our family so what are those things and for us we started doing lexio as a family and we stuck to that so i would just say choose one or two things that are just like stakes in the ground for your family or for yourself or for whoever you do life with put these stakes in the ground that these are non-negotiables, whether it be like a family dinner or Alexio on Sunday with the um, mass reading for Sunday mass or your daily mass reading. What are those things that you can commit to and be intentional about that can ground you? Because I think things are going to be shifting and changing for a while. And we just need those stakes in the ground to bring us some anchors into our life. And my other big thing would be also, um, just to be present to your life. I think it's really easy to numb out on Netflix or social media or everything. So just to be present to your life. Where can you turn off a screen and connect with a real person? Let's just find that one area. Like where can you connect with an in-person conversation, whether it's sitting on your front porch, your back porch, whatever it is, and be off of screens. Those, yeah, those would be my two things for right now. Uh, I think Ferris family is trying to, to be in that same world you're talking about. So, Michelle, yeah. as we close up, I know you've got a bunch of things going. I've known you well enough to know that you never really sit still very long. So share with us a couple, one, ways people on this call can track you down and follow you 
And secondly, just anything kind of fun coming up that you'd like to invite people to take a look at? Yeah, um, you can find us on the Biting Together podcast. Uh, it's wherever you can find podcasts. We have a website, bitingtogetherpodcast.com, but it's on iTunes. And it's conversations with um, my good friends Heather Kim and Sister Miriam James. Or like uh, Jason said, you can find me at Greenhouse Collective. And uh, that is a community, and we teach people how, actually how to do community in life. And a lot of stuff is coming up with Greenhouse Collective in the fall. So you can take a look at there. Uh, yeah, right now, actually, I'm writing uh, three different things, Joe. You're right. I don't sit so well. So actually, uh, next week, I'm announcing I'm, like, taking a social media break and all that because I'm going to be spending the next six weeks writing two different studies, one for Abiding Together and one for Greenhouse Collective. And the one for Abiding Together is, like, a universal call to holiness. And, and the other one for uh, Greenhouse is really how to do community together. So I'm excited about both of those. You know, and who knows if we're going to be able to, what events are going to come in the fall, because who knows if we're going to be able to travel. But there, uh, if we are, they'll be on our Abiding Together podcast website, the events that are coming. Great. Well, I, I know on behalf of all the men, I appreciate you taking time and, and getting up early this morning. I wondered if you would mind, in a second we'll hand this back over to Scott, but I wondered if you would mind, Michelle, just leading us in prayer. I was always encouraged and, and challenged and inspired by prayer with you. I know our family is as well. So if you wouldn't mind just closing us down with a little bit of prayer, and then as soon as you're done, Scott will jump in I mean, kind of land the land the ship here. But if you don't mind, Michelle, ending us in prayer, that would be a huge, uh, I know, a blessing for all of us. Sure, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Precious Father, we just come before you and we praise you and thank you that you are Father and that you are good and that you are a Father that fights for us and that we only need to remain still and that you will fight for us and that you're a warrior for us. Lord, I just lift up all the men especially that are listening to this conversation and this podcast. And Lord, I just ask that you just go to the depths of their being and that you allow them to experience your love to experience your presence, that you allow them to find truth in their most inward being and that they know that you have formed them and made them in goodness and you have formed them to be men after your own heart. Lord, I just ask for the grace for them to step into the mission that you have given each and every one of them, a mission to love, a mission to protect, a mission to bring forth life and bring forth goodness in this world, and to journey with you into eternity. And Mother Mary, I just ask in a special way that you wrap all these men in your maternal mantle and that you be mother to them and that you guide them and that you keep them close to your immaculate heart. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, Jason just texted me and said, Scott, I hope you're paying attention. This is a great marriage advice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're super grateful to have you and your perspective. And uh, guys who are listening, um, yeah, take this to heart. Like Joe said, hey, have a conversation right now with your wife, whatever it is, um, uh, whatever it takes. You know, it's worth it. This is why we're we're in this battle. And um, make sure you share it with your friends. Uh, as everyone's been talking about, it's easy to find us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen, uh, on our website. 
Uh, check out Michelle too. Have your wife, daughter, whoever uh, listen to her podcast. It's fantastic stuff. We really need to to build each other up, and we're in this fight together. So, Michelle, yeah, thank you again for joining us. We are we are super grateful. Um, let's see. Next week we have uh, Will Peterson, who is uh, has created Modern Catholic Pilgrim. Uh, fits well with our pilgrimage series that we did last year. He is encouraging and seeking to build up uh, the culture of pilgrimage here in the United States uh, and the hospitality that goes around it. There's a lot of work that goes into supporting people walking miles uh, for a religious experience. And so he is, he's been working on that and is jumping into that full time here. So we're excited to have him. And we have great stuff planned for the month of July as well, but uh, we will share that when it comes. So uh, we hope you have a great weekend, a uh, great rest of your week. Uh, as we close, um, I know we just prayed, but it's always always great uh, to follow Father Capon's example of turning to our Blessed Mother. And so uh, let's just say the three Hail Marys together, and then we'll get on our day. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Servant of God, Father Emil Capon, pray for us. Thanks for joining us in the foxhole. As we go, we're blessed to leave you with these words from Father Capon himself. We can surely expect that in our own lives there will come a time when we must make a choice between being loyal to the true faith or of giving allegiance to something else which is either opposed to or not in alliance with our faith. O God, we ask of Thee to give us the courage to be ever faithful to Thee. Blessed are they who suffer persecution for justice' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. May the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of you. Amen.